to Bruce and Broadway. Ha 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 ha! Clink, clink, drink, drink. Very nice. That's so smooth. Very good. Oh my gosh. Disclaimer. We're going to get drunk. <laughs> I'm going to get things 80% right today. Okay. Well, I watched a whole ass production this afternoon, so it's okay. Um, leave a review and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, where we never post. Uh-huh. And as of six minutes ago, TikTok. TikTok. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Please go ahead and introduce yourself uh, with the name of the show, please. Hi, uh, I'm Dylan Bemisterfer. I am a number 52. And this evening, we are delighted to bring you for spooky season, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> A.K.A. Sweeney Todd. A.K.A. That Sweeney. one jo- <laughs> Sweeney, a.k.a. Demon Barber. A.k.a. of. <laughs> it happened on a street, or so I'm told. Um, yeah, I'm excited. This is one of your favorite shows. I, I love this show very, very much. I, like, I, I imagine quite a bit of people. Um, it, the movie version of it is what gave me, like, my in- to it and it came out when i was in high school and like being a high school emo kid at the prime of like my chemical romance time and like helena yes this movie coming out in the in theaters i went to go see it and i was like this is fucked up i love it this is great and it's a musical (laughs) oh my god so like naturally everybody we went to like our musical theater teacher in high school. And, and tried to do Sweeney Todd in high school. We really talked to uh, Mr. Klein about it. And he was like, guys, we really can't do that. But we are going to do Much Ado About Nothing again. And we were like... Again! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we, we watched... There There was, like, recordings of it, of, like, Angela Lansbury, like, doing... So I've seen, like, bits and pieces of, like, the stage show. Yeah. So... Well, speaking of Angela Lansbury, um, that was the production... <gasps> That I watched this afternoon because Karina has a recording with, like, the complete original Broadway cast. And the only reason that she has it is because when Hastings was going out of business, we all went. And this was before Killian was born or right after he was born. I know we were going there to, like, get, like, books and movies for him. He was born, yeah. Okay. He was... A wee lad. Yeah. Well, and this was like their last week where everything was like, come in and buy a PlayStation for 40 bucks. Like Literally. Yeah, it was like super, super cheap. And we were going around and we're just scrounging around the musical theater section. And I saw it and I went to reach for it and Karina snatched it out. She's like, I love Angela Lansbury. And she took it. And now I live with y'all, so like that's what happened. That we, but we knew. <laughs> we knew what was coming. Um, years ago. So So this is a this is a um, this is just like a spoken word show, right? I mean kind of. <laughs> I mean there are like three like song songs in it, but it's a Sondheim show. Wait, what's your rush? What's your hurry? If you can you minute and that I want I want so badly in my life to do a Sondheim show. And I cannot do patter songs to save my life. And I'm just like Like Robert Patton songs? Yep. Patterson. <laughs> uh I got you. <laughs> 
Um, so let's get into it because we are 15 minutes behind. No, I'm kidding. Um, the length of the show is insane. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. Yep. Um, what happens? Well, what happens is I tell you it was a 1979 Broadway musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim. Pour one out. I'm kidding. If this happens before Friday, I will have foretold everything. Holy shit. Um, You are the Oracle. With book by Hugh Wheeler. Hooray! A year later, it opened in the West End on... On the West, West End, <laughs> in London, uh, and both productions won Best Musical in their respective, like, Tony Awards and the Olivier Awards. So it's a good show. Great. Okay, so, <laughs> the character of Sweeney Todd came from a Penny Dreadful weekly magazine, uh, specifically one called The String of Pearls, where major plot elements of the musical were derived from the magazines that were uh, being produced. And everybody was like, Sweeney Todd. Yes. Great. Did you ever watch the show Penny Dreadful? I've seen most of the first season. I really liked it. I just haven't finished it. I watched the first episode and it was really scary. And I was like, nah, I don't know. Oh, it's so, I, I, I've. I like the woman in it and I want to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Penny she's, Dreadfuls. Yeah. She's Miss uh, Pettigrew. Peregrew. Mrs. Peregrew's home for extraordinary children. Yeah, she's a bird. I, I'm combining a lot of different lore. <laughs> um, anyway, you're a mutant. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, I knew it was going to tie into Scarlet Witch eventually. Yes. Um, so the story was so popular popular that a play mm-hmm. was written about Sweeney Todd. Before the ending of the storyline was published in the magazines. Okay. So, it is a show about obsession and rage. What? <laughs> and honestly, not a lot else. <laughs> and shaving. Shave. Yeah, a clean cut shave. Um, yeah, no, those are obsession and rage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't, yeah. Because does Mrs. Lovett actually love him, or is she just obsessed with the idea of him? She's obsessed with the idea of him. I I love her as a character. It, She's amazing. She, it, there, there really isn't a bad role, or like, it, there isn't a bad main role in the show. Who don't you like? No, I'm just saying it's oh, like, like the ensemble is like used in a very. A very ensemble way of not, like... Oh. Unless you're a named character, you don't really have any lines. Other yeah. than, like, the ballads of Sweeney Todd as, like, the scenes and time move on. That's fair. Yeah. Which is not to say that this isn't a show worth doing, but, like... The the named characters have some, like, meaty stuff to them. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> you really cut into that one. Yes. <laughs> So, Stephen Sondheim, I was telling this to Karina while you were cutting the grass this morning. Stephen Sondheim specifically asked Angela Lansbury to come do this show. And uh, to provide, like, the comedy of... Yeah, yeah. Because it is a dork show. Um, <laughs> it's it's basically, like, two o'clock in the morning. It's very dark. It was spooky time. Uh, yes. So, he was like, come be the funny part of the show. Yeah. 
And she said, your show is not called Nellie Lovett. It's called Sweeney Todd. I am the second banana. So she didn't want to do the show because it wasn't about her. Uh, I mean, Mrs. Potts gets what Mrs. Potts wants. Period. And well, this also way before she was Mrs. Potts, but yes. Um, I'm sure they were talking to her about it. <laughs> this, this 1979. They know what they're doing. Well, yes. Um, and so he wrote her two songs. He wrote her uh, By the Sea and Worst Pies in London. And she was like, okay. These are weird. Bet. Literally. So, uh, oh my gosh, did I misspell his name? Nope, I didn't. Uh, Lynn Cario? What's his name? No, that's his name. I thought you were going to go, Lynn Manuel Miranda. No. Originally. Uh, who plays Sweeney Todd. Um, no, he plays Toby. Plays. <laughs> I don't get it. Just because just he would have been younger than he would oh, have played. Okay. Uh, so Sondheim was like, come be in my show. And Len was a very successful, like, singer. And so he was like, what are you thinking about? Because I could offer you, like, a couple of octaves, depending on, like, where you want him to be sung. Um... So he told Sondheim, I can provide multiple octaves for you. And Stephen Sondheim said, that's more than enough. <laughs> People were so talented back in the day. And now we're like auto-tune. Yeah. Auto-tune. I don't know. Um, so because the set was so involved, especially for like 1979. And I yeah. looked at it today and I was like, this was involved. Like, <laughs> this was a lot. And, uh... <laughs> It's like, okay, somebody told me this in college. College is 30 years behind, like, right now on Broadway. Like, technical theater, like, successful professional Broadway theater. And I was like, eh, I guess. And then I saw this set and I was like, a college made this. But it was, like, Broadway at the time. And this was, like... 40 years because ago. the original because the original stage set is it is like a it's a big plat not a big platform but it's a house almost and like Sweeney Todd sits up on like a mm-hmm. pedestal where the barber shop is and everything and a lot of stuff takes place in the foreground in front of that um and I, I've seen that set I haven't seen the set for like when Purely's stuff happens it's like uh, a wagon it's like a wagon. they roll it out easy yeah cool um so because the set was so involved, they kind of looked at Len and Angela and were like, you're successful actors, go make your character. Goodbye. Goodbye. And so, like, they went and, like, made the characters without, not without direction, but, like, they came back and they're like, this is what they're going to do. And everybody was like, cool, this is how you work the set. The... uh Professionals. Professionalism and, you know, free creative development. Yeah. Yes. So after, so the show went up, huge success. Uh, The Metropolitan Opera demanded to know why it didn't go up there. Because it is a, they called it a modern American musical. Because, I mean, it kind of is. It's completely sung through. Very, very little speaking. So they called it, a, but it doesn't take, well, does that have anything to do with where it takes place at? Or that it's a modern American musical, is that it was created in America? No, no, or? no. They were calling it a modern American opera. 
So uh, they were like, it's sung and performed as an uh, opera. Why is it not being performed at an opera house? Why is it being performed on Broadway? And they were like, if you had asked us, we would have said yes. Gang, gang. Hmm. How, how famous... My, my Sondheim timeline is, is very scant. How famous was Sondheim at, in, in 79? Phantom hadn't come out yet, right? No. Because Phantom's like 85, 86? I believe so, yes. And then Into the Woods is like 89? Into the Woods is 87. Sweeney Todd came out. Um, What the hell? Why is... Okay, first of all, Phantom of the Opera... Did you even mention Phantom of the Opera? I did. I thought That's that was Andrew 85. Lloyd Webber. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So this is why we have a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. Uh, <laughs> so at, okay, at the time that this had happened. Yeah, that's. At the time that Sweeney Todd had happened, we already had a little night music company, Anyone Can Whistle, A Funny Thing Happened to the Forum, Gypsy, and West Side Story, among other things. But like, he was Steven Sondheim. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't. I'm really close to the mic. I couldn't remember when he really, like, yeah, like I said, my my Sondheim uh, timeline is non-existent. That's okay. But he had shows. Like, yeah. he had had shows. So, yeah, that the Met came to him does not surprise me. Yeah. Um. Hey, man, I thought we were cool. Yeah, just not like that. <laughs> Please. Where's your ticket? And how did you get back here? Um, <laughs> so, there was a very... Well-received movie that was made uh, starring Johnny Depp as Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. Helen Bonham Carter as Mrs. Lovett, Alan Rickman played the judge, Sasha Baron Cohen was Pirelli, um, Jamie Campbell Bower, I believe, was Toby. And, uh, uh, no, Jamie Campbell Bower is, um, is, his name's not Toby. Beetle. Um, no, no, no. Uh, it's the sailor, the boy that he meets. Anthony. In- Thank you. Yes, uh, which Jamie Campbell Bower is very good. I, he hasn't done anything in a minute, I don't think, but I like him a lot. Who is he? He is a young man. He was, uh, did you ever watch the movie with um, the, uh, oh no, uh, the Shadow, uh, Shadow, Shadow Hunters movie? No. He's in that. He's a very good singer, obviously. Oh, he was in Fantastic Beasts. Oh, was he? Yeah. The first one or the second one? Bo. Oh. oh, he's one of the Volturi. That's where I've seen him. Yeah, he's he's a got a creepy looking dude. I don't know how like he like must suck in his cheekbones because super high, prominent cheekbones, jawline for days. Um, the Mortal Instruments. That was the movie I was thinking yes, of. Yes, it's yes. Um, oh, and he's in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I like him a lot. He's a He's a good dude. Seems like one. Yes. And he's also friends with Laura Michelle Kelly, who was the mom in Finding Neverland. Oh. Who is also in the Sweeney Todd movie as the beggar woman. What? Period. Um, so. That, that movie's cast stacked. Yes. And everyone played, like. I Alan Rickman. Could do no wrong. No. It's, I but love But who British did he buy the necklace for? um which he is married to emma thompson in that movie who played mrs lovett in 
a concert version of this with Audra McDonald as the beggar woman. I was going to get to it later. It was written down. I had to, I had to say it. I love her. I love Audra McDonald. Um, we love you. <laughs> Please listen. Um, Audra McDonald. She said her own name at the Tonys and it was amazing. Um, so Sweeney Todd has now existed. It's super, super big. There's an episode of The Office called Andy's Play. In the cold open is the cast of his play, which is Sweeney Todd coming into the office and singing the opening song from Sweeney Todd to like promote the show. It's fucking hilarious by itself. Dwight has a knife, but the best part is when they're like trying to sing the song and Aaron is talking to Andy like while they're trying to perform and she's like, did you write this? And he's like, no. And she's like, who did? And he's like, Stephen Sondheim. And she's like, who is that? And he just like has to keep singing. I fucking love it. Um, okay. So we're talking about the 1979 Tony noms. <gasps> do they bring a broom? Mama, because they swept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they did not win best lighting for Ken Billington. I mean, it's a lot of red gobos, so. <laughs> yes. Um, but the Tony wins were musical, book, score, direction for Harold Price, scenic design by Eugene Lee, costumes by Fran Lee, best actress for Angela Lansbury, and best actor for Lynn Cario. Uh, it has been revived multiple times on the West End and on Broadway. Amilda Smouten, who plays Umbridge, played Mrs. Lovett, and I oh, believe I won an award for it. Oh, I could see it. Um, and then Patti Lapone has played Mrs. Lovett and got a Tony nom for it, did not win it, uh, which I find very surprising. And in that revival, which there is a recording of on YouTube of the Patti Lapone revival... They all play their own instruments. Like, the cast is also... I've heard about that. Yes. It's very interesting. There's a Tony performance of them doing it if you just want a little, like, taste of it. Hilarious. If you want a taste of the cast. <laughs> um, so. The puns. They're the delicious puns. If tonight. you've never heard about this show before, listen to this and then go back to the beginning of this episode and catch all the puns that we're trying right now. This is this is one of those You'll eat them up. You really will. Um. Boo. <laughs> Are you booing yourself? Yeah, someone has to. <laughs> this is one of those shows that it's so... If you know anything about musical theater, like, this is one of those shows I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you probably know what Sweeney Todd is yes. or about it. It's It's up there. So I also like that while there are some like comedic moments of the show, like uh, try a little priest. Mm -hmm. It's like a funny moment. And there are some like nods here and there to what's happening. But like, it's a show about like a serial killer. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they like, they don't try to make like a joke about that. About him, like, being a serial killer. Yeah. It's, I like that, but I don't think there are enough, like, musicals that are scary, which is why I like I, Spooky Season so much, because we get to go into, like, there are scary... Hello, June? The cat just came out of the couch. cushions of the couch to attack us. Um, um, no, it, 
I I love creepy. I I love the the twisted stuff and everything. And I I there there's definitely a need for for more. Yes. Of it. So. Well, there's a there's a there's a movie that Daniel Radcliffe was in. I think it's The Lady in Black, uh-huh. which is based off of a play, which I want to talk about in a spooky season because I, it's its own thing. I like that movie a lot. Excellent. Um, okay, so the cast: uh, Sweeney Todd, Lynn Carrio, Carrero, Carrero, Carrero. I hope that I hope one of them is right. Uh, Mrs. Lovett is played by Angela Lansbury. I finally get a moment to redeem myself from episode two. Here it comes. Anthony Hope is played by Victor Garber. There it is. The guy who designed the Titanic in the Titanic movie. Yeah. Okay. He's <laughs> gay. <gasps> what? We out here outing people. Somebody <laughs> on Broadway is gay? Enough. <laughs> Joanna Barker was played by Sarah Rice. Judge uh, Turpin is played by Edmund Lindeck. Tobias Rag is played by Ken Jennings. Beetle Bamford is played by Jack Eric Williams. Aldolfo Pirelli is played by Joaquin Romaguera. And the Beggar Woman is played by Meryl, Merle Lewis, who is a very famous Broadway person. Um, so, now that the cast has happened... Dylan, who would you want to be? Okay, so I don't think I know. We've already, I know who I'd cast you as. Do what? I know who I would cast you as. Ah, I honestly, I would love to be the beggar woman, but <laughs> but I if I were if I were going into an audition for this show, okay. Sweeney Todd is who I would want to be. Okay. I would be happy with Purely. I'd be happy as the... I, I would do any role in this show, but Sweeney is, is who I would like. And to cast it a step further, I would... So... My, do not... Do not take what, what I'm about to say. What Say what you're going to say. Because I told Karina this afternoon, I said I would pay to watch you as Sweeney Todd, her as Mrs. Lovett, yes. and Killian as Toby. It would work so... Like, with me as the beggar woman. You as the judge, finally. Uh, <laughs> no, I it I was cutting grass today. Yes. Um, and listening to the music and whatnot, and I was just like, yeah, like I there there was a time where it was talked about us at Austin P going to do Sweeney Todd. Like it was mm-hmm. like thrown around, and I was like, I want to be Sweeney Todd very badly. Um, but. Like thinking about it now, it's like yeah, no, Karina as Miss Lovett. She'd be so it. good. It would. She would be so good. I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're ca- we're doing a home production of this show now. Please. So, um, I show up and still don't get cast. <laughs> June the cat is walking around as the beggar woman. Okay, but honestly, Lupin is the judge. Absolutely, a thousand percent. Lu- uh, Tonks is Purely. Okay. Ariana, the cat... Is Joanna. There it is. There it is. And I'm the audience member who did not get a ticket for opening night. I'm Michael Scott. Who did I get? You've been in rehearsal for three months. Who was I cast as? Um, Oh my God. No, I would honestly either... who would you be? Yes. Absolutely. I would definitely watch you as Sweeney Todd. I would also watch the shit out of you being Pirelli. It would. I don't know if I could hit that note, but like, Mama will record it. 
Perfect. Or we'll just hit play every night. That's what we do now. Just get in the booth, do a couple different takes. <laughs> get we'll... in the booth and just see what happens. <laughs> um, but, yes, who would you be? Uh, I would really, like... I love the Becker Woman. She's, Becker Woman, she's Mrs. Lovett. Fucking Dream, dream, nuts. dream. Becker Woman is insane. You know Jennifer Whitcomb Oliva. Yeah. She was like, if we ever do Smitty Todd, I want to be the Becker Woman. And I was like, Jennifer, first of all... There's no way you're not going to be Mrs. Lovett. But, like, secondly... Sorry, keep, keep going. But, secondly, like, absolutely please be the beggar woman. Yes. Yes. Could we do a production where I'm Sweeney Todd and you're Mrs. Lovett? Absolutely. Um, yes. So, our day-to-day life. Got it. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No, I'd be anybody in the show. Um, it's, like I said, e- all the... Everyone is so good. Yes. So. The guy who played Toby in the in the show was like an adult, so like, which I don't know. They did it for Jack and in, uh, Into the Woods, and I kind of get like the adult playing the child. So like, where do, where is innocence lost in your life? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Uh, but now kids are just really good, so like they can just be things now. Yeah, Broad- Broadway like productions now versus then is just like yeah, we'll get a seven year old to play this <laughs> this crazy ass show. Literally, we'll get three of them so they can all rotate. We won't go to jail. Um, sip, 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 sip. Um, yeah, yeah. Anybody? It's a good show. It's a good show. Um, are you good? Uh, I can go for another one. Let's pause. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Clanky Clink. Clank. Part two. The sequel. Oh, apple juice. Okay, so we're in a spooky theater. Spooky theater? Yeah. Can you believe? Uh, I can see it. Well, you have to. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right, well then I guess... That's what we'll do. Say less, I suppose. Um, so it premiered at the Eurus Theater on March first, nineteen seventy nine, and closed on June twenty ninth, uh, nineteen eighty. After five hundred and fifty seven performances and nineteen previews, which is wild that it was so popular and swept the Tonys and didn't run that long. Yeah, that's. Is that a because it's eight shows a week, mm-hmm. right? So that's just a little bit more than a year. It's like a year and a half. Yeah, a year and yeah, a, March, April, May, June. It's like a, a year and three months. Yeah, that's wild, huh? Well, you know what are you gonna do? You know, nothing golden can stay. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's uh, from uh, Pony Boy or The Lost Boys or. The boys. Peter Pan. Sure. It's from... Hook? No. It's um, uh, Tom Cruise and River Phoenix and The Sandlot. No. It's... Toby Maguire. No. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Maguire. Uh, anyway, anyway, we don't have time for this. We don't this. have time uh, for this. Hold on, Pony Boy. Keep going. So, we open... Outsiders. There we go. We open in a theater. Good. And there are people who come out. Also, there's like a... Gun, <laughs> there's like a violin gunshot screeching noise that oh. I really don't like. And I'm like, why did we do this? And it happens like six times in the show. 
And I was like, this is why you closed. <laughs> so these people come out, good for them, and they say, hey, welcome to the tale of Sweeney Todd, fucked up guy. Um, and a lot of people came into his life that mm, no one ever saw again. What happened there? Who knows? Uh, well, that's the play, and they wouldn't want us to give it away. Oh, that's right. Because like a teaser. No, that's literally the lyrics to the song. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, did you know that? Yes. Oh, okay. I was trying to be funny. My bad. Yes. So, they say, one of my favorite things they say is, uh, they, they, they went to their grave with like a clean shave or like a, the cleanest. I was like, you know what? At least they look good. They slay in. Slay into, slay in to get slayed. They were slayed. And slayed. At least he finished, at least he finishes the shave before he kills them. And you know what? At least he's doing the job that they're paying him to do. Yeah, I mean, because then he'd just be a cheat and a crook. Right. Pick one. Don't be a murderer and a liar. If you're gonna, if you say you're gonna do something, fucking do it. Could you believe Sweeney Todd set nowadays with like Yelp reviews? <laughs> That's my friend show for next year. It's like my husband went to this barbershop and never came back. Like. <laughs> Hashtag five, five stars. Love it. <laughs> Could not find parking. We'll come back. <laughs> um, so everybody's like, it's literally, it's Sweeney Todd. Welcome to Sweeney Todd. <sighs> so these two people are on a boat. And the I actually liked this. So part of the stage, it was just like the landscape of London. And it flew out to reveal two people on a boat and this guy with a rope that was tied to the boat walked down stage and there was like a little pulley that he roped it around and just he stood at the back of the stage and pulled so the boat would come down and it would move yeah mama we didn't have tracks back then everything was on wheels (laughs) so anthony is a little sailor boy and he's very excited to be in london because there's no place like London. He's been around. He's been to Peru. Paraguay. Per- Pettigrew. Per- Peru. He's Pe- been to Peru. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, but there's no place like London. And Sweeney. This asshole. Is upset and stays that way. It's <laughs> like, you know what? There is no place like London. Because fuck you, that's why. And this kid's like, excuse me, sir? He's like, I've literally come to rain on your parade. This this whole city's full of shit. Okay, rain on my parade, Beanie Feldstein. We finally got a picture of her and Funny Girl. Hello, gorgeous. Um, so, but Sweeney, you just said that he said fuck you to Antony. My favorite line in this whole show is, you are young, life has been kind to you. <laughs> I, I say it all the time. And I go... <laughs> You will learn. <laughs> Anytime Killian says anything to him, like, you will learn. Um, so they get off the boat, and the beggar woman, a beggar woman, comes and she's asking for alms. Money. woman! <laughs> Dylan is the one singing this week, y'all. I love it. Um, from Antony. And Antony's like, 
here you go. And she's like, great. Do you want to get into this? Like, I'm not joking. Yeah. And, like, her metaphors are the... They're not vague. (laughs) At all. They are cousins to the topic at the very least. Um... to the top. (laughs) So, and she looks at Todd and she's like, hey, do I know you? And he's like, get the fuck away from me. What the fuck? I've been back in this city from my prison island for like five seconds and already with this shit. Okay, no, wait, do you know what this is? This is, this is a person revisiting their Animal Crossing village. (laughs) And the person's like, don't I know you? There's a lot of weeds everywhere. Where have you been? He's like, yeah. Pick them yourself. Weeds. Why hasn't the bridge been paid for? Anyway, um, he and Antony are about to split up and go their separate ways. And Antony was like, hey, you told me when I found you on a shipwreck never to ask you any questions. And I've honored that. I've, you know, left you to yourself. But I now see myself as like, kind of a friend to you. He doesn't think they're, like, best friends or anything, but he's like, we're... We're comrades. Yeah. We're buddies. What? Not... And he, didn't, he doesn't ask what happens, but he's like, if you ever need help, like, come find me. A very open-ended, like, I'll buy you lunch kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is my MLM. Like... What? My multi-level marketing. My... Please. <laughs> Please. Um, that comes back in later. Yes. So, uh, Todd sings the song called The Barber and His Wife. Um, and she was beautiful. And? Naive. And? He, virtuous. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he? Was. Naive. Um, oh, he was naive, yeah. Yes, and and the barber was naive. Uh, so... He, it's the story about this man who loved his wife very much. Uh, they had a baby. They had baby. But there was also another man who loved his wife who had all the power of the law on his side. And basically with a flick of his wrist was able to remove the husband from the picture and take the wife into his own, as his, as his own. Women aren't property. Um... And, uh, and that's kind of what happened. And they never saw each other ever again. Yeah. And then we, we, the story, when he sings it, it's just very, his perspective on like, cause he was taken away. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know what happened. It's all just, I was gone. Yep. And we find out more later. He's the barber, everybody. <gasps> uh, reveal number one. He's the barber? So, he's a barb. Uh, Anyway, uh, Todd has something to do alone. And he tells Anthony, he goes, if you ever need me, find me on Fleet Street. Demon Barbara Fleet Street. Street. (laughs) Okay, so. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. Is this it? Nope, that's not it. This is it. I found it, everybody. So. He goes into a pie shop. And one of the best musical theater women to ever exist. Mrs. Lovett. It 
the the chaos that no one's ready for of this woman like flinging her head up and like looking at the door and going a customer wait Wait, what you rush what you hurry if you gave me such a fright i thought you were a ghost like she is which is such a good lyric i thought you were a ghost because in in all aspects he is just a ghost of a man oh yeah he has pale ass skin white hair White clothes. I almost died. White clothes. He's he does look like a ghost, and she hasn't seen a customer in weeks. Yes, so she's like, "Would please come eat one of my pies?" Gross. Mm. Uh, and so she's like, "Also, I know it's gross. You don't have to tell me my food is gross because I already know." Uh, so. Fuck off. Um, and all she wants... Never mind. Well, we'll get to it. So, uh, she goes, but can you hardly blame me uh, that they're the worst pies in London? Uh, because times is hard. Yes, and the price of meat being what it is, uh, what it is when you get it, never thought I'd live to see the day. Like, patter songs. I fucking hate them. But she does mention... That one of her competitors, Mrs. Mooney, also owns a pie shop. And suspiciously... She's turning pusses into pies. Yes, because all the neighborhood cats go missing. And she's like, can you blame her? She knows. She calls it out. Yeah, we're setting up for things. Oh, oh yes. This is a big foreshadowing moment. Uh, and she's like, I, I also tried to catch some cats, but pussycats are quick. <laughs> So then she looks at Mr. Tad and goes, "Not mine." Okay, um, but for real, though, I mean, for real, yeah. This uh, her their whole relationship. It we'll get to it as it develops within the show. Yes, but it's a ride. If you don't know, get ready for it. Get wrecked. Um. So she's like, "I'm poor." Here's a pie. Oh, there's a moment where he's like taking a he takes a bite of the pie like as soon as he gives it to her. Uh and she's like, also take some gin, because you'll need it to wash it down. Like she's very self-aware of how bad her food is. But I love that this man has been in a prison work island, escaped, shipwrecked, on a shitty little boat, got back. First thing he eats, he's like, yeah, this is garbage. It's gross. <laughs> this man has been through hell and back. He's like, yeah, no, this, this is, is the, shit. This is the worst. Uh, my in the, in the production I watched, he literally holds it in his mouth for like the entire song. And she just goes, you can spit it on the floor. There's worse things down there. And he literally just spits out the food. Amazing. It's so funny. Um, so Sweeney asks about a room uh, above her pie shop. That is empty. And she's like, oh, that room's haunted. Nobody goes up there because a Barbara, barber and his wife lived there. And she says, yes, and she says, the barber was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The story changes. Uh, but he was taken away. And she said his name was Benjamin Barker. And he says, well, what did he do? And she said, his crime was foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, for having something, women aren't objects, that somebody else wanted. Uh, so a judge and his beetle 
wanted her more than anything. So they sent him away from his wife and his daughter, Joanna. And he's like, that's her name. She's like, oh yeah, she's beautiful. Um, And the beetle came to ask for her um, to come to the judge's house one night. Mm -hmm. Uh, And while she's telling this story, it's being acted out on like different parts of the stage. Yeah. Um, And they, and she keeps calling the wife poor thing. Yes. Poor thing. Poor thing. Um, And so uh, she goes to this party where nobody knows her. Poor thing. And no, go ahead. Oh, and she's the only one not wearing a mask, but everybody else is. Yes. So it's this whole, it's this high society, big ball gowns, and it's it's a lot of wealth. And we get this whole, like, wealth inequality, like, low socioeconomic versus, like, high society economic status thing. Um, and I'll continue. No, that's true. Oh. Um and they all laugh at her because they're like, yeah. oh, she's too stupid to have known what to actually do at this party. Exactly. Um, and so the judge attacks her. It's very vague. It's vaguely staged, but I think he sexually attacks her. Oh, absolutely. And the whole, that, you know, the trauma that she um, collects from that and everything drives her fucking mad mm-hmm. which is completely understandable and yes yeah so at this point of the story sweeney todd gets so upset he just like screams yeah. and uh he reveals himself well he screams and she, and mrs lovett is like i knew it i knew you were benjamin barker yeah. um and asks he he says where is lucy and Le- Mrs. Levitt says, well, she poisoned herself, and Joanna is with the judge. So, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. In the timeline of things. Because it's been... 15 years? 15 years, okay, yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, and the judge adopted her. So, he commits to himself on getting the judge and the beetle back. Mm-hmm. Revenge. Vengeance. That's what Christmas is all about. And so, uh, <laughs> Miss, <laughs> what? Okay. And so Mrs. Lovett says, Hey, I have something that I saved for you. And she goes and she gets this little box and she goes, I could have sold these for like money for lots of money, but I saved these for you. And she opens a box and it's his old razors. Now it's his arms. Did she save these because she thought he might be back or was she so enamored with him, this was the only thing she had to remember him by? Oh, it's because it was the only thing she had to remember him by. Because what we're about to find out is that this cuckoo banana pants lady... I love is her. ride or die chaos. Oh, a thousand percent. It's... Lovely. Gorgeous. It's love it. Oh, there it is. Love it, actually. Okay. Um, so, um... Shows him his old razors. Um, And she goes, you can be a barber again. Cool. So he sings, oh. uh, So he sings this song about, a song called My Friends. About like how he feels more complete. How like, yay, I'm like my own thing again. And while he is singing to the razors, Mrs. Lovett is singing to him. And she's like, I'm your friend to Mr. Todd. Ma'am, go sit down. 
anywhere else. What? What's the? It's um. I'm your friend too, Mr. Todd. And then oh god, she says the. It's the next thing she sings between his lines. Um. It, like he called like my, my oh god I can't remember the lyrics though but it's like my my pretty friend it was like I I could be if pretty. you only knew Mr. Todd. Um, um, oh, and she says, you've come home, always had a fondness for you, I did. Never you fear, Mr. Todd, you can move in here, Mr. Todd. Uh, splendors you've never dreamed, all your days will be yours, and now you're mine, don't they shine, Silver, silver's good enough for me. That, yeah, and she's like, I'll take wh- anything, it doesn't have to be gold, whatever. Like, it's, she's just, just dripping with, like, just anything this man got and she's like he's like you will drip rubies which is one of my favorite lines in anything yes i'm like yes excellent and then at the very end at last my arm is complete again and he lifts his arm up and in his hand is his outstretched barber's Blade, knife, shaving, blade. Razor, his, Ra- his razor. shaving razor. Thank you. That is the word I was looking yeah. for. Um, and so we get the Ballad of Sweeney Todd reprise where they're like, he never forgot and he never forgave. He's an elephant that way. A petty elephant. They're all petty. He never forgot and he never forgave. Um, so we get Greenfinch and Littenberg. Mm-hmm. Which I always misheard as Litten Bird. It's a Lit Bird. This bird is lit as shit. Green Fitch and Litten Bird. Um, gang, gang. How is it you sing? Uh, so Joanna is feeding birds and singing this song. And she is, the whole song is a, a pondery of like, how can you sing? If you're trapped inside of cage, it is a whole metaphor of what her life is. She's like, she cannot find joy in the cage that she is trapped in. So she is confused how other animals can find joy. Which is funny because she's seeing, because it, it's her showing that she feels that she herself is an animal. Yes. So how can these other animals sing and I can't bring myself to do so? And also, let's talk about the musicality of it. These birds are twittering and whistling and Joanna is a soprano. So she's singing like up in the rafters like a bird would sing. Absolutely. The show has layers. Um, so uh, as she sings, Antony walks by and hears her. Oh, shit. And she asks... The birds, at the very end of the song, she says, if I can't fly, can you at least teach me to sing? Like, find some fucking joy in I mean, her life. something, yeah. Um, so... And Antony's outside like, huh? Who are you? These men and Joanna. Um, so he sings Ah, Miss. Antony is smitten. As a kitten. Yes. And he's like, can you look at me? Can you just look down? Can you glance my way? No? Cool. So. Bet. Yes. So as he's singing and staring at Joanna, the beggar woman is back. Because, <laughs> how did you? <laughs> Literally the beggar woman at every turn. At every turn. That I is hang the... out here a lot. I can't remember why. 
Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah. She's so fucked up. She can't, like, like, why am I? I'm here. This is a real nice part of town. I shouldn't shouldn't be here. So, so, yes. So he says, hey, what is, what house is this? What's the deal? And she's like, oh, that's the judge's house and that's Joanna. But the judge is super protective. So, like, stay the fuck away from this place. Um... And so Antony goes to buy, excuse me, Joanna, a bird. And the bird seller, he's like, yeah, take this one. And he's like, why does he keep singing? Like, he won't stop singing. And he goes, oh, we blind the birds. So the birds don't know if it's day or night. So they just sing all the time. Atrocity. Um, And he gives the bird to Joanna. Okay, so he sings Joanna. I'll steal you, Joanna. I'm like, okay, creepy, bro. Literally, I'll steal you. The whole, sh- the possession aspect of, I mean. Of the women. Yeah. Yes. E- everything about it. It's haunting and terrifying and like nothing has changed. Nope. And nothing has changed in modern times. Like a- at all. It's. It, it, the possession of it locking you away in a cage and everything. It's horrible. Yep. That's a pretty song. It's in every tenor's book. It really is. Ariana. Um. So the judge comes and threatens Antony and he's like, why are you here at my house? This is my stuff. Stay away from my stuff. Why are you touching my stuff? Why are you looking at my stuff? Get away from my stuff. And so the beetle comes and he's like, you need to leave. And Antony, you need you to leave. And Antony says, I have no fight with you. Like, out of my space. And the beetle grabs the bird and breaks its neck. And he's like, the next neck will be yours. Which is such a, like, a badass move. Oh, yeah. It's, it is terrifying. And I love, it's just, I don't give a fuck about you or anybody. Yeah. Good song, though, little birdie. Yeah. And the judge, uh, as he's going in to see Joanna, he's like, you're looking mighty fine in your little moo-moo sweater nightgown thing. And she's like, please don't fucking touch me. It's so gross. It, it's, such a, it's such a good moment to display that she doesn't like him, doesn't care about him at all, which we'll hear a different story about later. Correct. So we get this little cart that comes out and this little boy... And he's like, he starts singing about this little bottle. And he's like, try Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. Did it in a trick, so true, so true. Uh, And so he starts telling people, if you don't have hair, put this on your head. And you will have hair in 20 minutes. Um, Roughly. So you'll have to thin it once a week. Yes. Uh, And so people kind of start buying the stuff. Yeah, we love doTERRA. It works. doTERRA. It's a... Uh, MLM, MLM uh, like essential oil. Oh, gotcha. That it works and all those other things. Okay, so Miss Mister Todd and Mrs. Lovett are just like walking through the city and yeah. see this happening. They're on a. Mister Todd is collecting things to run his business. Yeah, Miss Lovett's like we're on a fucking date. <laughs> yes, we're on a date. It's happening. We're a couple in love. Stop. <laughs> Stop. So they're just there and they see this crowd and they're like, what the fuck? 
what's going on over here? So they get a bottle. They found find a bottle of it. And my favorite part of this whole song is like, first of all, Mr. Todd and Mrs. Lovett are like having a good time. They're like genuinely enjoying their day. They, they really are. So like Miss Lovett being like, this is the date. I'm finally getting everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. And Mr. Todd is like, oh, I get to, you know, things are going in a way that I want them to go. So he has like, in, in the original Broadway production that I watched, he has a moment where he like smiles and laughs about like what they're about to start talking about. And he grabs this bottle and he's like, this looks like piss. It's, it smells, it smells like, like piss. Pi- this is piss. <laughs> piss with ink. Like, it's so... And they just, like, laugh about it. And, like, all the people start to hear what they're talking about. And they're like, hold up a minute. What the fuck is in this? I want my money back. Literally. Okay. So, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, then Mr. Yeah. Pirelli, like, steps out. He's like, who the fuck is talking shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and he introduces himself as King of the Barbers. Absolutely, he does. And Todd calls him out and says, bet that I can shave a a better shave than you can. In quicker time. Or I'll give you my razors. Because, I mean, you know what? He stays strapped. He just got them on him. You know know I got this motherfucker on me at all times. So, (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a shave-off. And, like, he looks around the crowd. And I think it's for the first time he realizes that the Beatle is in the audience. Correct. And he's, like, quick-witted. Mr. Todd goes, you know what? The person to uh, officiate this, uh, this little event, this little extravaganza, where I'm, hands down, gonna put your ass in your place. And... Todd, I don't think Todd's even, like, shaved anybody's face yet. No. Like, since this is the been, first time in the show. In, like, 15 years uh-huh. that he's shaving a face, and he's still like, yeah, no, I'm, no cap. I'm gonna beat this guy. Yeah. Sees Beetle, and he goes, opportunity. Hey, would you like to come up here and officiate? And Beetle's like, I'll do anything for my friends and neighbors, of course. Mm. Now, one of my, one of, something is... To be pointed out is that he shows Pirelli his razor. He's mm-hmm. like, I I will give you these if you win. I I'm only asking for like five pounds from you, if if I win. Well, I couldn't remember the money thing. Um, it's either five it's either five pounds or five quid, which is a different unit of measurement. Whichever one is more, I think is what he got. But it is not it's not the same value as his razors. Oh yeah. Um, and Pirelli looks at the razors and says, "Your instruments are nice." Are, are very nice. Once seen, cannot be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. A secret tool we'll use in about a scene and a half. So, but, literally, this whole show is just nothing but like, you're just putting dominoes together and you're like, we'll knock these down in a moment. Absolutely. Um, so, um, the Beatle says, the fastest, smoothest shave wins. We now get the contest. Such you shave the face. You shave the neck. Be, no, no, yeah. <laughs> or you, I don't know. It's you shave the everything. Which is Sasha Chris Barrett Pratt Cohen. is shaking with this Italian. Um, Chris Pratt. Yeah, because he's gonna voice Mario. Oh my god! <laughs> for half a second, for a moment, for you I thought was, he was Pirelli. I thought he did Pirelli. Praline. I thought he was the praline. The chestnut praline available soon at Starbucks. (laughs) I was like, 
are they reviving this somewhere and his ass is playing him? I was so upset for a moment. Um, but no, he's, he's like, I, I shave kings. I do like just go selling his product is and, what he's doing. Uh, yes. And as he's doing this, Todd is very slowly getting ready to shave a man with a full ass beard, full ass beard. And Pirelli honestly has a man with like some stubble. Literally. Like it's not anything. And Pirelli's like actively shaving like while he's singing like. And he? painfully shaving this. This man is not enjoying his time oh, with Pirelli. No. At all. No. None. And so, uh, uh, the, uh, sorry. As he's like singing about how cool he is, Todd like whips around this guy and he's like, I'm done. And he does it during like, he hits this note. Yeah. And, like it's, it's a sustained note and everything. And he's like, we're done. Yep. And the Beatles like, Todd wins. Like hands down. And Praline is not excited. No. He's not pleased. Uh, so, we get the ballad of uh, Sweeney Todd reprise, and he's like, he's laying traps, people. Everybody's like, he's, he's getting ready. So, like, stay vigilant. Yeah. Or not, that's up to you. You're yeah. an adult. Yeah, do what you want to do. <laughs> stay away from Fleet Street, is all I'm going to say. Or go. It's up to you. So, we get a song... Okay, so... He he invites the Beatle to come by for a shave, though. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, And he's like, it's on me, no charge, I'd be happy to see you. Did I... Oh my gosh, I really did. I, I totally uh, missed that. I'm sorry. So Todd does win. Yes, yes, yes. People start asking him, just people in the square who saw this, they're like, do you have a barbershop? And he's like, yeah, come by, we're on Fleet Street. And the Beatle does go over and he's like, do I know you? And he's like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know, man. 15 um, years, bro. And he goes, but you know. Where's my wife? <laughs> where's my wife? Where's my wife? Where's my wife? Uh, What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, so the beetle says, you know what? I'm going to come get a shave from you. That's, I, I, thank you. Yes, the beetle borg is like. I'll be, uh, the beetle and the bard. Tells the beetle the bard. Um, it had to be said at, at some point. So. He says, I'm going to come get a shave. And Mr. Todd says, bet it will be the closest closest shave I ever gave. Nope. The closest of your life is what he says. And he, like, there's, like, elbows and, like, elbow, <laughs> elbow, and, like, wink. winks. Um, but and Beatles he, like, okay, cool. And, the, and Beatles says, I'll be there by, by the week's end. Bet. Okay. So, beggar woman is back. Looking for some alms. And uh, Mrs. Lovett yells at her. And she goes to check on Todd. And he is anxious for Beetle to come get his shave. Which is a question. Does Miss Lovett know? Yes. She does? Okay. Yes. I couldn't remember if she did or not. So she's like, get the fuck away. Yes. This I Your time is passed. <gasps> yes. Yeah. So, yes, that's why she kicks her out here, and then uh, th- it comes back up, and I'll bring it back up at that point, Perfect. too. And then, like, it all gets violently answered at the very end. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. It's... So... Oof. Stick around. So... Please. Please. So, uh, she goes to check on Todd, and he's waiting for the beetle to come for a shave. And she goes, you know what? Your room is so barren. It's like a trunk, some razors, and a chair. 
what if we get some knickknacks up in here? Literally was like, I will get some knickknacks for you. And so uh, Todd only wants revenge. And so she sings... <laughs> Do you have a revenge knickknack? Please. And so she sings this song called Wait. And she's like, you literally just have to wait. Because soon will come and soon will last. Which I really like from the song. Um, so Anthony comes to visit and tells Todd that Joanna, that he has found Joanna and that Joanna is trapped. Um, and Joanna dropped a key out her window and Todd connects the strings of like, the judge has his child. Joanna is his child. We can, I could meet my child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going... Oh, Antony wants to take her, but where do we hide? And Mrs. Lovett says, you can bring them here, and then we can get you out of the city. Mm-hmm. So... Miss Lovett, champion of love. Well, hold on. <laughs> yes, she, she's playing 3D chess, and we're all playing checkers. So... <laughs> she is... She is... She wants what she wants, and she gonna get and it. And she has extreme tunnel vision about getting what she wants. I also relate. Um, so, uh, Anthony is like, got a blast. And uh, Mr. Todd says, uh, like, what are we gonna do once they get here? And she goes, oh, we'll just kill Anthony, And then we'll all be a family. Like, does not hesitate at one bit. Yeet him. And uh, she says, and I will be the new mom. Ma'am. Ma'am. So. Here's the thing, though. What's up? If you're not, if you don't express your needs, your wants, your desires, then who's going to know? Listen, we didn't know what it was back then. And now we call it manifesting. Like. (laughs) Miss Lovett's manifesting her life and she'll chop out whatever she needs to. Absolutely. So Pirelli and Toby come and uh, Pirelli wants to talk to Mr. Todd. And so Mrs. Lovett and Toby go downstairs. She's like, we'll go downstairs and eat. Like, it'll be fine. Oh, no, no, no. I just, I just, I, I love Toby and Mrs. Lovett. They're just, it's, it's such a sweet thing for her to like, get to have and to see and to like he comes in and it's kind of like a a little switch for her she's like oh i love you you're so sweet and little and and everything me when i met your son yeah so you're mrs lovett you're mine now i'm your mother now karina finally fully okay like i can hear you (laughs) um so um so pirelli reveals himself to Mr. Todd as Daniel O'Higgins. And he's like, I want my money back. And I want half of your future earnings every Friday. Um, and he calls Mr. Todd, Benjamin Barker. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And Mr. Todd is like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> and uh, he says, you hired me for a few weeks years ago but i remember your razors Mm -hmm. uh so mama you got to at least paint them a different color pay me he literally says do are you gonna pay me are you deal or do i tattle deal or no deal deal or no deal 
Bald, Let's make a deal. Bald head guy, yeah. The ball is in your court. What do you want? And so... Todd so, goes, mm, slice, slice. <laughs> Mr. Todd says, I'm going to strangle you with my bare hands. And so he strangles him with his bare hands. Um, and, and then he, he puts his man hands back on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what have I done? What has the monster I've become? So Toby is about to go up and get him to leave because Mr. Pirelli had an appointment. And Todd hides him in a trunk with his arms sticking out. And Toby comes in, and Todd convinces him to go back to Mrs. Lovett because the arm starts to move. Mm -hmm. And it's close enough to Toby that it could grab him. Grab him, him, yeah. And so he's like, go downstairs and tell Mrs. Lovett I told you you could have Jen. And Toby's like, peace out, A-Town down. And leaves. Yee! Yee! Wee! (laughs) So um, he opens the trunk and slits Pirelli's throat. And he's like, ooh, I like this. Now, wait a minute. I got a taste for something. Now, hold on. Um, I can kill people? Oh, my God. Now, we get another ballad of Sweeney Todd. A lot of ballads. There are like six of these in the show. And one one of the lines in this is, feel how good it feels to glide your blade against the throats of hypocrites. Oof. Young emo me was like... Bet. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but, okay, so the judge closes court early one day because the poor people smell bad, and I'm not even shitting you. The poor people were shitting, so. And he's like, I was afraid the smell of poverty would affect my judgment on justice, which at least he closed court. I mean, pros and cons to what he did. He was like, yeah, no, I literally, literally, he's like, I haven't eaten enough today. Yeah, I'm going to be a big old dick. Like, we need to. Yes. Which is like, yeah, I I hate, I hate it, but also good on you. Yeah. At least he wasn't sending people to prison just because they smelled bad. Literally. And what was it again? Food. Ha! You really should have thought of that before you became peasants. (laughs) Yzma? Anyway, (laughs) um... So, he tells Beetle he's going to marry Joanna next Monday to shield her from the evils of the world, not including him. So, he al- he also mentions that, like, that she's smitten with him and, and everything like that. And he's just like... Oh, he's living in a land of delusion. Literally. So, he's like, yeah, she loves me and, like, I'm gonna save her. I'm gonna save her. I'm a pious hero. Okay. Okay, Frollo. Literally. Um, but... She showed hesitation because you're ancient, sir. Because you're you're fucking a child, Beverly. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Okay, so but it's Alan Rickman in the movie. But it's Alan Rickman. I get it. So <laughs> I'm not condoning what he does to this woman. I want to say that out loud. Yeah. No, so no, I get it. I get it. It's Alan... No. (laughs) I'm keeping that. So, Joanna comes in to... Oh, so she tells Antony. She's like, I have found a way out of this. I'm going to swallow poison and die. And he's like, what if we just left? Like... You've read Romeo and Juliet. You didn't finish Romeo and Juliet. Oh, my gosh. You, You mean, let's... We can go. Literally. So he tries to calm her down and she's like, I heard something. I heard something in the house. And he's like, Mama, calm down. 
let's just like stay in tonight. And they lay on the couch. And so we cut to Beetle and the judge walking home. And the Beetle's like, hey, I'm my lordship, love you, love you like a sister. I would never say anything bad about you. You have not looked your best lately. You got a little stubble. Maybe you, if you're trying to super woo her, you're about to get married. Maybe go clean yourself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe go get a little shady shave. You know what? That is a good idea. And he's like, I know the best place oh, to go get is Fleet Street, baby. <gasps> so he says, appeal to her sensitive side because she's a lady and likes soft things. Yeah. Boo. No, Dylan. Boo. Boo. Yes. So, be- I, was just, I was more so saying, like, yeah, like, that's what happened in the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Beetle says, you should go get a shave to impress her. Uh, he goes, oh, so, he's like, you know what, I'll do that. Um, and he goes to walk into the house, which would reveal Joanna and Antony on the couch together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, before he walks in, he asks the Beetle, where would I go? And he goes, oh, you'll go to Fleet Street. That's all you have to do. And he goes, you know what, take me there right away. And so, he leaves, instead of going inside. Um, so, yes. Anthony. Back at the pie shop, Toby is still there and won't leave until his boss comes comes back for him. And Mrs. Lovett goes to check on him and, or goes to check on Mr. Todd. And she's like, hey, where's Pirelli? And he goes, he's in that trunk I killed him. And she's like, what? Why? Why? And he goes, he was going to blackmail me. And she goes, oh, okay. You know what? You're handsome. Justified. Literally. So she takes Pirelli's change purse and the judge comes to get a shave. And while all that's happening, Mrs. Levitt is like, what do we do with Toby? This little boy. I'm going to go sit downstairs with him. So the judge talks about, he, he is here for a shave. He sits down in the chair and he's like, your room is very bare. And Mr. Todd is like, it's new. I'm about to get some knickknacks apparently. So, um, Mrs. Lovett takes Toby to the back and says she's going to get him another bottle of gin. So Toby asks, no, I'm sorry. Todd asks what he can do for the judge and the judge wants to shave uh, for a more seductive tone to mm-hmm. his look. Some French cologne. And he says, it will be the closest I ever gave. <sighs> okay. So we get a song, Pretty Women. I... Love this song. Uh huh. It's it's one of the best songs in the show. It's so good. It's the the duality of possessiveness between the two men and like thinking they're singing about the same thing and them. I mean, they are singing about the same thing, but, but only Todd knows it. Yeah, yeah. It it's so creepy and good, but also like. Really pretty. Yeah. And about pretty women. Mm-hmm. And it, well, and it's like it's like you said about, like, the duality of possessionness. Like, the judge is singing about, like, there's this thing that I have that nobody else has. And, like, and oh, like, my gosh, it's mine, mine, mine. And Todd's like, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. And that's my daughter. It's my daughter. And she is mine. Yes. And not, like, it's not when he says, like, when he's singing it, like, she is mine. It's not like she's mine and I own her. It's like. She's my daughter. Yeah. And, like, she's my beautiful person. My pretty woman. Starring Julia Roberts. Um, So the judge reveals his neck to Todd, and he's like, hurry up. And Todd's like, nut. (laughs) So, uh, during the song, 
the judge is talking about how pretty Joanna is, and Todd says, pretty like her mother. And, and the, the judge is like, what? And he's like, nothing! Lay the fuck down! Girls You're so, and their moms! You're so tense! And so... Hot towel just slaps him <laughs> on his face. Uh, and so, right as, and I mean right as, he's he goes to kill go the judge... It. Antony runs in and he's like, I found Joanna. And the judge is like, what? You said who? Sailor boy. Yes. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck your mother. Sweeney Todd, if this is the kind of company you keep, you will never see me here again. Yeet skirt. Goodbye. And leaves. Half a shaved face. Half a shaved face. And, and... Mrs. Lovett comes in and is like, what is going on? Oh, and Mr. Todd is like, Antony... Get the fuck out of here. And Antony, leave. Disappear. Disapparates. He's like, do not tell me again. Goodbye. And he's like, yeah, I know. I understand. And <laughs> it, and Todd just screams and goes on this, like, manic episode. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he goes out into the streets and he's just like, come up for a shave. Who wants a shave? You, sir? Oh, yeah. And he's like, this is this is epiphany. And he's like, everyone deserves to die. Even you, Mrs. Lovett. Even I. We all deserve to die because the world is a big black hole full of people full of shit. It's awful. It's awful out there. Literally. And she's like, okay. She's like, okay, you're still cute, though. Um, By the sea. So she's like, also, Toby is still here. And what do we do with Pirelli? So... We get the best song in the whole show. Mm-hmm. And so the, they're talking about what to do with Pirelli's body. And he's like, we'll just... What a shame. Well, he says, we'll just bury it. We'll go in the middle of the night, far off into the forest, and just bury him. And she's like, seems a downright shame. Mm. Seems an awful waste. And she's like, she, he, there's just like a little bit of me to him. And uh, she goes, uh, I mean, with the price of me, what it is when you get it, if you get it. And he's like, ha. And she's like, good. Now you've got it. And she's like, we're going to bake this person into a pie and feed them to people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we'll get rid of them. Yeah. 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 And he's like, now, hold on a minute. This ain't a bad idea. And Mr. Todd is like fully into it and is like having a fun time. Oh, there's dancing around the around the kitchen island. There's it's it's beautiful. So they start singing about all the different people that they can serve. Um, about uh, like they say they say um, you could try a little priest. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sure, it's too good at least. Then again, they don't commit sins of the flesh, so it's pretty fresh. Got a poet or something like that? Now, you see, the trouble with poet is how do you know it's deceased? Try the priest. <laughs> um, so, but she's like, and it's good for business, too. Always leave you wanting more. Trouble is, we only get it on Sundays. I love this song. It, it's so good. It's, it's so, dare I say it, eat the rich. It, 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 <laughs> it is literally eat the rich. Um, because it's like normal people. It's like yeah, normal people. They, no, not them. But like Royal Marine, it tastes of wherever it's been. Yes. Uh, and he's uh, he goes. 
She goes, try this fiddle player. And he goes, it's not a fiddle player. It's, it's a piccolo player. And she goes, well, how do you know? He goes, it's piping hot. And she goes, well, blow on it. Now, like, it's all very tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's so funny. And so he goes, you know what? We can do all this, but call me when you have judge on the menu. Oh, it's so good. And so, uh... They say, uh, we'll not discriminate, great from the small. No, we'll serve anyone, meaning anyone, we'll serve anyone, and and to anyone at all. It is so good. And that's the end of Act One. It's such a, like, it's such a good number to end Act One on. Mm-hmm. It, oof. Are you ready to go into Act Two? Yeah. We've only been recording for like an hour and ten minutes. Oof. That's beautiful. This is only a two-act show, right? Yeah, and this one, this is a short one. Because all the, all like the last 15 songs are all one giant montage of what happens at the end. Yeah, I think the, like the last song is literally called, like, what is it, Sweeney's final or whatever yeah it's like it's just yeah we're gonna cram everything into one song literally if you want to hear a certain spot just skip forward to it literally (laughs) okay act two so toby what curtain curtain toby comes out and sings about the pies how good the pies are and people fucking love them mrs lovett's pie shop is bussin is it bussin eli is bussin (laughs) And it, it is the same um, musical... As Pirelli's. It's Pirelli's. It's yeah. the same song. So it's like Toby's just like, yeah, I I got a song, Mom. Please. I'll sing this one. I'll just change some words around. Literally. And she's like, you're so talented. I love you. So Toby gets a new chair. Oh, Todd. I'm getting Todd <laughs> and Toby. Toby gets a new chair. Todd gets a new arm. Todd gets a new chair that will shoot people down through <laughs> that, that will just shoot people. <laughs> Kablamo. <laughs> that's the that's just worked into the music. It's some type of like drum rim shot. We'll make it work. It's Kablamo. So he, he gets a chair that um basically turns into like a ramp that Literally slide like a Chuck E. Cheese slide. Yeah, slide into people, the ball pit. Yeah, down through the pie shop into the basement so that Mrs. Lovett can chop them up and then throw their bones and what's ever left over inside of a giant uh, furnace. Yes, we'll get to that later. But while Mrs. Lovett is dealing with the giant crowd, but also dealing with like Mr. Todd and his like obsessive si- slashing. Yes. While all that's happening, the beggar woman is trying to, like, break her way into the the shop. And t- she keeps telling Toby, she's like, get her out of here. Toby? Um, sign of the devil! The sign of the devil, witch, witch, smoke from hell, mm-hmm. is the best. We'll get to it. City on fire! So, Antony sings about still being with Joanna. Todd sings about how he thinks... Oh, um, this is this is the Joanna Quartet. Todd sings about how he thinks Joanna looks, hopefully like her mother, um, and he kills a man uh, while he's singing about this. It's such a, gr- like, probably one of my favorite, like, 
Welcome to Act Two songs. I don't know if there's yeah. a better like name for Act Two introduction. Yeah, sure. Welcome to Act Two songs. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but it's so good. And are you beautiful? And <laughs> yellow hair like the... her. <laughs> uh, the beggar woman sings about love it being a witch and how the smoke from her shop, which smells and is black, unlike most of the other smoke in the city is a sign of her being a witch um and and it's a sign of the devil Sorry. yeah I, I love how the beggar woman's like yeah i know that i've tried to sleep with all of you i'm always asking for money and yeah i'm a little crazy but is no one seeing this literally she's like does anyone else see this smack black smack bloke black smoke <laughs> smack the bloke pummeling out of this woman's chimney Okay. So, uh, Joanna is in an insane asylum, now singing about Antony and her being married. Todd kills more people as the beggar woman is trying to get help, but nobody will believe her. Todd is unable to kill one man because he brings his daughter to his appointment with him, so he literally just has to shave this man's face. And it's so funny. And he's just so upset. He's like, mmm... Well, okay. you can't kill everybody, Todd. You really can't, because, I mean, word of mouth is really the greatest way to grow a business. It's a grassroots campaign, baby. It really is. So, Antony goes to an asylum and runs into Beetle and says Joanna is sane, but just trapped there. And the Beetle says, like, I took her there myself. What the fuck are you going to do about it? And Antony says, is there no justice in the city? Are all the officers just as corrupt as their masters? Yes. Yes. Then, now, forever and always, the story's not new. It's Unga bunga. Even back then. Forever. Anthony. Antony gets chased out of that part of the city. I just... I... I love, I love bad, the Beatle is one of my favorite mean, evil characters. Hinch, yeah, because he's he, a henchman, but he's also a bad guy in his own right. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he does have power. He's played by the guy who plays Peter Pettigrew in the movie, yes, right? Yes, sir. Okay. It, I, I love an evil character that tell, it's, it's that whole, like, if someone tells you who they are, believe, believe them. them. And he is just like, I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your pal. Leave. Yeah. And I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's, he's not mincing words. Oh, no. Uh, when he kills the bird, I can't remember the exact line, but he's like, can I make this any clearer to you? Like, it, it is very much like, I'm not mincing my words when I'm like... You I'm, are the next to die if you do not leave Joanna alone. Yeah, this is you. I don't usually give these. Yeah, this is your warning. Yeah, yeah. So that that Anthony had the balls to show back up to him was like, bro, you really are kind of dumb. Yeah, you're really young and in love. So yeah, so Lovett talks about all the money she's making, uh, and how her life is turning around by. And she tells Todd, she's like, we're doing the smart, we're choosing strangers, we're choosing travelers mm-hmm. who won't be missed by people. Um, and But Todd wants the judge. Yeah. And she's like, Mr. Todd, with all this money, 
I've, I bought new wallpaper. I bought this harmonium mm-hmm. that I can play right now. And I got it at a discount because it was still, it was only singed when the church burnt down. Um, and there's this big black scorch mark on it. It's very funny. Uh, um, burning churches. Honey. <laughs> Where? It's Frollo here. Um, <laughs> there, there's a tie-in. <laughs> Frollo, you son of a bitch. Get out here. Ladies and gentlemen, Frollo the priest. Um, <laughs> I burned all of Paris. Um, because so, one girl. Love it. You get it. She does get it. She's like, no problems here. I got it. <laughs> um, and so she was like, you know, with all this money in a year or so, we could go on vacation. And she sings by the sea. I love it. She sings about literally going on vacation with Mr. Todd. And while he is like not really thinking about what she's saying. He's just deadpan. He is deadpan. But in and the production that I launched... Um, there's a, there's a moment where she's like, how does that sound? And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. Like he genuinely seems excited about it for a moment. And then he's like, but wait, what about everything else I have to do in my life? So he can't let himself have a good time. No. Go to therapy, Mr. Todd. What if we went to therapy? You expect a man? What? Mama? go to therapy? Period. I won't. Well... Um, so, (laughs) she wants to live by the sea. Uh, Lovett also mentions them getting married. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, kissing him, too. She's like, oh, Mr. Todd, if you did it, if you da-na-na-na-na. It's so dumb. Um, He, but he's just like, yep, yep, yes. Also, really quickly, go to therapy. But, um. (laughs) He's telling her. (laughs) He's like, hey, I'm fucked up. But also, like, you love me? Of all people. Yeah. Go to therapy. Uh, And he's like, I want the judge. And she's like, that's all you talk about. He can come to the beach too. Please. (laughs) We'll bury him in the sand. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, and Todd thinks of Lucy. So Antony comes in and tells Todd that Joanna is trapped. And Todd says, but wait, wig makers go there and they will get hair from the insane people there or people at the asylum and turn it into wigs so like go there posing as a wig maker and you'll be able to help her escape um and he goes i've i've waited but i'm never gonna wait again and todd gives antony a gun and he says bring her back here and like kill if you have to and so todd antony leaves todd immediately goes upstairs and pulls a piece of paper out and he goes mr judge Hope you're doing well. Sup. Hope life is treating you with every kindness. Joanna is being kidnapped as I write this. And I convinced the guy to bring her here. So if you'd like to come here, this is where she'll be. XOXO. Gossip girl. AKA Demon Barber of Um, And so Toby... What? Do we have any idea how much time passed between Act 1 and Act 2? I would guess at the very least a month because, like, Mrs. Levitt's pie shop went from not having a single customer to being completely packed. Yeah. So, like, it would have had to have been a little bit of word of mouth of, like, how good her pies have gotten. Okay. So, I'm going to give it at the very least a month. Cool. Sure. 
Uh, sure. So. It's canon. <laughs> it's canon because I said so. Canon indeed. Please. <laughs> or the judge. Okay, I have to make this joke. Go for it. Or the judge's favorite. Canon in A minor. <laughs> 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 boo no don't boo him he's right <laughs> so um to, uh okay so toby goes to mrs lovett and says hey we've sold out of today's products and she's like cool uh toby loves her a lot more than pirelli and he goes there's nothing i wouldn't do for you there's nothing i wouldn't protect you from i'll protect you from an ogre a monster or a man and she's like what the fuck are you talking about and he's like you're in love with him, and I don't think you can see it clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're too close to the situation. You're too close to the fire here. Mama. Mama. And Not so... while I'm around. Demons will charm you in the night for a... Something. I don't know. For a Sprite. <laughs> well, it's so spicy. <laughs> that McDonald's Sprite. You know what? If I gave a McDonald's Sprite to a pilgrim, it would kill them. <laughs> so, or a Popeye's biscuit. A Popeye's biscuit without a McDonald's Sprite. You're going to suffocate him? And they're like, what the fuck is he talking about right now? Okay, so we haven't cut. This is just my train of thought. So, um, what's worse is I'm, f- I'm on the train with you. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Choo-choo. So he knows that she likes Todd. And he goes, I'm, I ain't smart, but I'm not dumb. Yeah, I mean, he had to grow up pretty quick. Yeah. So she pulls out her purse, Pirelli's purse, which Toby instantly recognizes. He clocks it. And and then reads her for it. Uh, and freaks out. And Lovett sings about protecting Toby, but he stays beside himself. And she tries to help him by saying, you can come help me make pies, which is something he has always wanted to do with her. And... Uh, she shows him the oven, a huge-ass oven, uh-huh. and she leaves Toby alone in the basement. Okay. So, the Beatle arrives, and he plays Mrs. Lovett's harmonium for a little bit. It's a tiny little song that he gets. Um, it's, it's very much like a sea shanty slash nursery rhyme, like something everybody grew up singing. It's not, yeah. like a, it's not like a character development song kind of thing. It's a filler piece for everybody else to take a break. It's a costume change, baby. Yeah. Yes. And so he's here because there have been complaints about the stench coming from her shop. It's not just the beggar woman. So she says, I'd let you into the basement, but I don't have the keys. Mr. Todd has the keys. Mr. Todd walks in and she starts screaming and she's like, oh my gosh, I just told him that you had the keys to the basement. But like, I, I told him you had the keys to the basement. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so um, she goes, before you go down there... Why don't you go get a little shavy shave? A shave shave. And he goes, oh my gosh, I forgot I said I was going to come here. I will go get that shave. And Mr. Todd's like, yeah, it's on me. It's going to be great. Your next week's special. Period. Um, um. And so she wants it all to happen quickly and quietly. Mm-hmm. And she goes, but if it's not quiet, I'm going to play this music just to cover up the noise. And so we cut down to the basement, and Toby is eating a little pie that he's baked, and he finds a hair in it. Uh-huh. And he's like, ew, this isn't Mrs. Lovett's hair. It must be a cow. And he takes another bite out uh-huh. of it. And he's like, this is a 
fingernail. Yes. And the movie, it's something worse, isn't it? It's an it? eyeball. That's what I thought. I believe it's an eye. Which, okay, listen. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm not trying to help people get away with murder right now. Absolutely not. But there's pieces you should and shouldn't be, like, putting in the middle. Clean grinder. your game. Yeah. I Take the bones out. This is like those TikToks with the lawyers, like, helping people get away with things. It's like, if you've got a baseball bat in your car, make sure there's a glove in there. I'm just saying, there was an easier way to do this. Literally. Without finding an eyeball. Or a nail. Yes. Also, if I had found a hair in my food, I would not have kept eating it. I mean, this is... This is like what? When did this show take place? Like, okay, I get it. Like 1975? Oh, no, no, like, no. That, I mean, that's when it was... Yeah. This was like turn of the century. Yeah, one day. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's like, eh, fuck it. I'll eat it. I've already got some other disease I can't cure. Might as well eat a hair. I was born into this. It's going to be fine. Right. We'll go ahead. So, uh... <laughs> Shit is a... a it, the roller coaster has clicked up at the very top of the thing. Mama. And this it, is the end. This is where we're at. Yeah. Like it's all about to hit the fan. And we're 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 jumping into the fire, so to speak. Isma, Isma, put your hands up. Put your it's more fun that way. Yeah. Me, us at the end of Act Two in the back of the theater, just like literally. Sweetie, put your hands up. It's more fun that way. <laughs> Both of his hands have blades in them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you seen that comic of Kermit the Frog dressed as Sweeney Todd? No. Okay, it's Kermit dressed as Sweeney Todd, and he opens the razor box, and he goes, at last my arm is complete. Okay! And he just waves his arms up in the air. With razors in them, though. I have to find it. It's so funny. Um, That is the best representation of what this episode is. Spooky, but still funny. (laughs) I... Now I really want a Muppets Sweeney Todd. Mrs. Piggy is Miss Lovett. Who? Dylan, we done knew. Sam Eagle is the judge. I would, yeah. Gonzo is Mr. Pirelli. Absolutely. Uh, Rizzo is, uh... Toby? Toby. Okay. Uh, Anthony is... Kermit. I feel like... You think Anthony's Kermit? Yes, because I think a human has to be Sweeney Todd. That is fair. So, who would be Sweeney Todd? Michael Caine. Is he alive still? Yeah, maybe. He is? He's doing things. He was the one who... He he was, he was Scrooge. Scrooge. Okay, yeah. Perfect. So, Michael Caine is... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. No. Very old. Yeah. Sam Eagle as the judge would be my favorite part. It would be... But who would play Beetle? Fo- Fo- Fozzie. Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Mama, Mama, you can never give me a movie I can't expertly cast as the Muppets. You will never be able to stop me. Pulp Fiction. Listen, Mrs. Piggy. No, the the fucking other uh, Janice is Uma Thurman from oh, the band. Damn it. I know. Mama, we'll get into it. <laughs> There's a whole season of just us casting Muppet movies. Yes. So, uh... Antony arrived. <laughs> Listen. So, Toby finds a piece of the hair. So, he finds the fingernail. As he's making the connection of what's happening, the beetle's body falls into... Shlump. Mama. And it's Toby's wild. Just freaking out. And he's like, Mrs. Lovett, let me out. But he's locked in the basement. And he's 
down there with a sliced slit throat man just mm-hmm. freaking out. So Antony arrives at the arrives at the asylum for Joanna Joanna's hair. He goes searching for Joanna specifically, and the guy says, Oh, all this one, this one, they find her. All this one does is sing all day and all night. Just like the birds from the beginning. Like a little blind bird. And so he pulls out a gun and he's like, He's got a gun! Is that a monkey? Blam, blam. And so he tells the doctor man, he's like, I will shoot you. And he goes, go ahead and do it. And he's like, I can. And Joanna says, I can. And shoots the guy. And they escape. Escape. How's that for a song? Pew, pew. Yes. Uh, now, the whole town, the city ensemble, is singing City on Fire because shit city is getting fire. real. Yes, Billy Joel would love this. He didn't start the fire. Okay, so uh, as, uh, as Antony and Joanna run, Lovett and Todd search for Toby. The beggar woman saw Beetle go into the pie shop, but warns warns him in the ether. Yeah. Is like, I, I know you went in there. Don't be charmed by the witch. Because she doesn't realize... Well... She's she's so close to the point. She's so close. She doesn't realize what actually is happening. Yeah. But she's right. She's more right than anybody else is. And so back at the shop, Joanna and Antony hide her there. And he's like, I'm going to go get you a costume so we can escape the city. And she's like, I'm already wearing these sailor clothes. And he's like, we need more. Like, just stay here. You will be safe. I'll get you a beard. <laughs> Literally. So, B.W., B.W.? B.D. Wong? No. Ghost to look in the true. Beggar woman. Whoo! I, I, I knew I was going to get this. I got, okay. You got it, man. So, beggar woman goes to look in the trunk, assuming that that's where Beetle is. Yeah. And right before she opens the trunk, Todd appears waiting for the judge. What are you doing in here? And she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm like, the witch is here and she's killing people and this is fire sent from hell. And he's like, you need to leave. And he hears the judge approaching and he goes, I don't have time for this. And slits the beggar woman's throat and sends, sends her, her down the chute. Which is, the this is, this is really the part where the obsession comes to a head. That if he... If he just took his blinders off mm-hmm. and really looked at the world around him, he would have realized that was his wife. Uh-huh. And just like him, just like, just the obsession, just slicing the, slicing the throat, sending her down the chute for the judge to walk in. There's a trap door. Click. Door opens. Yes. And it's just like, this is my time. Yeah. So, oh, it's so good. So, the judge walks in right after that happens, and he goes, where's Joanna? And he goes, oh, she's getting ready for you. You should do the same. How about a little shave? He's just manic sweating. Just, just sit down. Sir, are you okay? Just sit down. And he's like, I had some clam chowder for lunch this <laughs> afternoon. I ate a whole sleeve of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were low sodium, so it wasn't great, but I just kept eating them. <laughs> um, so he sits in the chair, and uh, he we get a little reprise of uh, Pretty Women. 
And but it's it's so much more derived. Is it boom? It's manic. Boom. boom. Yeah. Boom. And he was like, uh, he reveals himself to the judge, and he's Barker. like, yeah, he's like, I have the face of a barber, uh, something you wouldn't recognize. And the judge, oh shit, yeah, he's like, you're Benjamin Barker, and he slits his throat, and he's like. Benjamin Barker! And it's really cool. Like, if you zoom in, like, while you're watching it, he's actually uh, cursive handwriting his name in his throat. With I him. cannot stand you. <laughs> I cannot stand you. Benjamin Bitch Barker. Just ben, like. Big Ben Barker. <laughs> so, A.K.A. No. <laughs> Um, so he, he tells the Blades to rest. It's like, you did your job, kids. You did good, baby. It's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm gonna go, like, in, like, textiles or something. I'm gonna go live by the beach now. That sounded great. It's like, I'm done. Um. But he's not. He's really not. No, and he hears Mrs. Lovett scream. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. He tells the Blades to rest. And he goes, Toby. And he runs out, and as he runs out, Joanna gets out of the trunk to leave, and he comes back because he needs the razors in case something... Because Mrs. Lovett, like, wants to kill Toby. And in and, and Todd's mind, like, that was the last idea she had. Yeah. With Toby. And he's like, no, 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 we gotta save Toby. Yeah. And yeah. so he sees Joanna, and she's like... I'm sorry. He sees Joanna disguised as a sailor. And he's like, what are you doing in here? And she's like, nothing, I was just leaving, I didn't see anything. And he's like, bet you didn't see anything. And he goes, goes to kill her, and Mrs. Lovett screams, distracting him long enough for Joanna to run out of the room and escape. Thank God. I know, because Mama, this yeah. could have ended with everybody dying. Which I would have accepted. It, it could, I mean, I could see a version where it does, very easily. The one I'm writing, for Fringe. Um, anyway, um, so... With the Muppets. With the Muppets. So, in the basement, the judge... We got to the basement. The judge is still alive and was, like, trying to grab at Mrs. Leffitt, but she finished off the job. As, uh... She then goes over to the beggar woman and, like, looks at her and she goes, All the demons from hell have been sent to torture me. And she runs over to open the oven and she's, uh, Mr. Todd runs in, and he tells, oh, I'm sorry, he tells Mrs. Lovett to open the oven, and she does so, and she tries to go get the beggar woman and, like, pull her into the oven herself. And he's like, I got her, and she goes, no, 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 I got it, 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 I got it. And he looks at her, and he just screams, like, screams, and he recognizes her as his wife, Lucy. And he looks at Mrs. Lovett, and she, he's like, you knew, and she said, I only said she was poisoned. I never said she died. Which is... Lying true. by omission. Yeah. And also true, also lying by omission. And she te- quickly tells the story about, like, yes, yeah, she almost died, but she didn't. She's kind of like, she needed medical attention that she did not receive. Hence and that drove crazy. her insane. Yeah. I love the beggar woman. Okay. So, 
the poison drove her crazy. The poison made especially for Lucy, the beggar woman. And so he snaps and he dances with Mrs. Levin. He's like, you know what? You're right. Things are okay. You say we should move on from the past and let's do it. So let's all be together. That's the history of the world. Also, I'm going to throw you into this oven that you opened. Goodbye. And the screams. He burns Mrs. Levitt alive in an oven. Yeah. It's beautiful. It. What a way to go. It, I mean, no. But, I mean, yeah. It's the worst way to die, apparently. Really? Because all your nerves are going... Like, they're being burned off. So, oh. like, your body is like, this is the most amount of pain I've ever felt in my entire life ever. I don't know how quickly your body, like, shuts you down with shock, though, so. I'd hope quickly, but let's move on from that. Okay. I don't like that. Well, I'm just telling you what happened. I appreciate so, it. I, I really do. But. He he laments uh, his beautiful wife and what his life has led to. Uh, and Toby comes in crazed from all he has witnessed and experienced, and he is still baby. So he's kind of just, like, repeating nursery rhymes that he knows. Yeah. Um, and he sees Mr. Todd and the beggar woman, and Toby finds Mr. Todd's razor and just slits Mr. Todd's throat. Bet. Good. Dead ass. And, and isn't the last song, like, um, because he, Todd is singing. Well, hold on. Yeah. Just very quickly. So Antony barges in with the cops to get Joanna, and they're all there, like, what the fuck is happening? All these dead bodies are in the basement. And Toby very crazily puts the razor back down. And he goes back to meat grinding. And he's like, I have to do the smoothie because that's the secret to keep all the pot. Like, he is just, like, fucked. Gone. Yeah. And Joanna and Antony are like, we're leaving. Da- literally. <laughs> They're like, goodbye. So they sing the ballad of Sweeney Todd about uh kind of what just happened yeah but also about like sweeney todd did what he thought he had to do so like fuck the fuck off is isn't the last line of the song it's like and it's like talking about like the wife she was beautiful and then it's like where in the first ballad of sweeney todd it was, when singing about himself, it was, and he was naive for uh-huh. thinking that he could have, like, all this stuff. But in the last night of the show, it was, it just ends with, and he was. Is that, am I remembering that wrong, or? You are. I am. Okay, and that's then, okay. Never mind. Because I thought, I was like, oh, I like that. I, but I'm obviously remembering it very wrong. But that's Okay. But Sweeney is everywhere. He's there and there and there and there and there. Um, but yeah. Uh, to seek revenge may lead to hell. Which what? Is what happened with him? And Mama, the, uh, so like, in in the stage production, everybody who has died just kind of like comes back as a like storyteller type person. Not really like their character, but yeah. like, like, this is the moral lesson we learned. And at the end, Mrs. Lovett and... Uh, Sweeney Todd like are standing in the middle and everybody leaves the stage and Mr. Uh, Mrs. Lovett uh, leaves on one side and he leaves towards the back and they kind of look at each other and acknowledge each other and she walks off and he like slams this door at the back of the stage that's it that's Sweeney Todd what's the slamming of the door represent I don't know that he's still upset with humanity that like cause he kind of je- sneers at the crowd and he's just like, 
fuck you. I'm, like, still mad. Like, nothing he did helped him feel better. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, and that's kind of the whole thing about revenge in the first place. It's just, what what's it going to serve you to do wrong onto somebody who's done wrong to you? Because at the end of the day, like, then, like, you both, like, put a stain on something. June, what do you got to say? June the kitten? Uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes bad people deserve bad things, but it's not up to the person that they hurt to do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the same thing with, like, doing something, you know, it's, like, good in the world. It's, like, you've given somebody something good. You know, it's like, um, it's like, it's not up to, you've done a good thing and it's not up to you to decide what the person you've given a good thing to, what they do with it, Mm, mm -hmm. which is the same thing with like somebody's done something evil to you, you doing something evil in return back onto them or to somebody else. It, I'm I'm not saying that right, but don't do bad things to people who do bad things to you and you Somehow felt... Go to therapy. Yeah, this show is just a poster child for therapy. Period. Did you have fun? I did. I love this show so much. It's so good. It's so dark. It's so fucked up. Um, yeah. I love it. I'm glad we got to do it. I'm glad we saved it for a spooky season. Me too. Do you have anything to plug? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I do, uh, I work on two shows. Uh, I work on a true crime podcast called Morning Cup of Murder. It's a daily true crime show. Uh, and then I work, uh, I do a little bit of work on a show called Our Poor Dungeon Master. Yay! Um, it's a and d podcast that features, uh, my best friend Nathan Brown, who some of you may be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my beautiful, fantastic wife, Karina Bemisterfer. Um, and... Uh, yeah, they, uh, they run me through the gambit, uh, on this D&D it's so podcast. Fun. It's called Our Poor Dungeon Master. If you, if you like D&D or like chaos, which if you like this show, you might like chaos. It's so very fun. Check it out. Absolutely. Do you, do you have anything to plug? Our Poor Dungeon Master, which I love so much. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this show, like, comment, subscribe, share, follow us on TikTok. Yes, the new TikTok that we I'm made I'm very tonight. excited to make some stuff. Make TikToks. Um, so yeah, uh, guys, we'll see you next week with another spooky show as October continues. And like a person who has drunk too much and the end of every show, it is time to black out. <laughs>